to episode 13 of the Carnegie Harriers podcast. I find myself in one of these situations again where I'm sitting in the car in the rain. Um, I'm early for work, surprisingly, and uh, taking an opportunity to just record the introduction for this uh, particular episode. Um, I hope you are all well. Uh, the time has come for us to double up in our, um, our, our bubbles. Um, double bubble or something like that. I don't know. That sounds stupid now that I've said that. Um, apologies. Um, so our, our running groups are going to be a little bit bigger than before, which is going to be really nice because I know sometimes for the group I'm in, there's some nights there's just two or three people there, so it can get a wee bit demoralising for folk if there's not really many people there to train with. So the fact that we're doubling up um, should mean an increase in numbers for many of the groups. Um, so that's three big groups that we'll have now, which is uh, going to be good. Um, hopefully we'll be able to come together in even bigger groups um, sooner than, um, you know, sooner than, sooner than soon. Um, how's my own run, 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 running going? Oh, I've just had one of those days today where... Um, I don't know, things are not going well. Anyway, how's my own running going? I'm doing Strathairn Marathon in a couple of weeks. Um, it's um, a daunting prospect, to be honest, because I feel like right now I have a significant energy deficit, and I'm not sure why that is. Um, I feel like my legs belong to um, someone else, uh, someone whose legs I've never run before. Um, and I feel like I'm breathing out my backside at the moment when I'm trying to pick up pace, put in a wee bit of effort. So how Strathairn is going to go is anybody's guess, but hey, what can you do if you just walk up in the day and see what happens? Um, this particular episode, I am talking to Gordon Barry, um, and Gordon and I had a, quite a bit of a chuckle. Um, he's quite cerebral, Gordon, so I was a bit concerned about speaking to him that I wasn't, um, you know, intelligent enough to hold a conversation with him. But I think I managed to kind of bamboozle him with, uh, um, you know, tales of someone else's science that I probably have paid up. Uh, anyway, so, um, but no, it was, uh, it was good. I hope you enjoy it, and um, thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. It's even telling me now the recording is in progress. Well, you would have thought so, but uh, an interesting thing, um, last week I was listening to a podcast from a guy um, called Ian Corliss, who is a, a, an ultra runner, but mm-hmm. more um, particularly a ultra photographer. Well, he's not an ultra photographer, he photographs ultra runs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he has a podcast and he was saying he's done a hundred odd hundreds he's done hundreds of podcasts and uh, his initial um, conversation he'd had with somebody he'd forgot to record and I thought well if he's doing it it's not so bad (laughs) he's been doing this gig much longer than me so (laughs) and all credit to you for doing them as well Leslie because you know they are brilliant (laughs) and they're you know, there is tech. There's a technical kind of expertise required to do it, which I don't think I could do. So I'll credit. Well, see, I don't have it either. Oh, <laughs> That's right, why okay. it's a wee bit wonky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like I'm in a cave a lot of the time as well. <laughs> but I'm not in a cave. I'm in the garden room. Um, sounds oh, the, very. It sounds very fancy, doesn't the it? Garden the, the garden room. The garden room. Yes, yes. <laughs> we have this room at the bottom of the garden, which uh, was built for a bedroom for my eldest son. <laughs> so he's been living in the garden for the last couple right. of years. But he well, has, sorry, he has now moved out. Ah, so okay. a garden room now rather than a bedroom for him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm in the West Wing. Oh, the West place. Wing. Yeah, I'm in the nice. West Wing, yeah. Ah, yes, yeah. I'm very good. <laughs> <laughs> and does anybody know you're there or are you hiding? Uh, no, I'm pretty much in the house on my own. So my wife um, and Grace are out at the moment. Uh, they might burst in at any time, not knowing that I'm that I'm involved in something. So you might get some some additional kind of input from unplanned people. Yeah, well, similarly, the only person who knows I'm here is Colin, and he's just going to bed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that that certain age, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Up. 
absolutely. You can't beat an afternoon nap. Though, oh, I love an afternoon nap. But yeah. that's my plan for after this, actually, because I was up at um, back of six this morning to go for a run. Um, and uh, so now I'm feeling a wee bit kind of, if I start to nod off, it's my personalist because I was up early for a run. So, um, but yeah, he's the only one who knows that. Now speaking to me, Leslie, you'll be ready for a nap <laughs> after that. That's for sure. So, <laughs> oh, not at all, not at all. Um, <clears throat> shall we begin? <laughs> okay, have we not started yet? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know. Depends how bad it is when I listen back, you know, I'll see what I cut Just, out. Or... Before we start, or before we start properly, I'm doing another podcast straight after this for the West Fife Amateur Dogging Society. So if I get a bit mixed up, ah, right. I'll forgive me for some of the answers. Ah, okay. I've not, yeah, I've not heard that one. I need to look out for it. Say on Spotify as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's an adult only Spotify. Oh right, oh, I'm not going there because I can't share mine. <laughs> um, anyway, um, how's your week been? Anyway. Generally or, or well, running Well, both. Generally and uh, in, in running terms. Uh, so last week was, yeah, it was fine. It was uh, it was a big big week for the Barry. So it was my wife's birthday on uh, Wednesday and it was my birthday on Thursday. Oh, so of course. Happy birthday. birthday. Sorry, I forgot it was your that's, birthday. That's all right. It's not, it's not, it's not a massive event, to be, to be honest. <laughs> Cheers. Um, so I had a couple of days off work, so uh, that was quite nice. And then running-wise... Um, so just the, the Tuesday session and the Thursday session, um, which uh, was good. The Thursday session was, it was quite complicated. So, um, but actually once we kind of got into it, it was actually really quite enjoyable. So I did the two sessions this week and that's kind of been the pattern for me, um, you know, pretty much since we've come back into bubble training, it's just doing the Tuesdays and the Thursdays. And then I've not been out yet this weekend. Um, but I will probably try and go out maybe this evening, but nothing, nothing major, just, just for a run, you know, mm -hmm. I won't set a target on distance or anything like that. I'll just, just to get out and get a bit of exercise. So I'll probably do that this evening. So yeah, it's just been a good week, but just kind of like most other weeks, really. It's a, <laughs> there's a bit of a routine to it. It's a bit of a common theme just now where everything just kind of all weeks tend to look the same at the moment. Yeah. Is, mm. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, I mean, you know, if I, if, I, if I can do Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm happy with that. If I can get out at some point over the weekend, I'm happy with that mm -hmm. as well. If I don't get out at the weekend, I'm not going to beat myself up about right. it. There's always, right. there's always next weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good way to be. It's a, it's a, a more healthy way to be than uh, the way that a lot of people, myself included, are in that, you know, I need to hit a, a mileage target or a... Um, target of some kind of sort and if I've not been out five days this week then I really need to give myself a shake you know <laughs> so yeah, well, different, though. well I know different targets and different you know different things going on in their life and stuff like yeah. that so what suits well, one doesn't necessarily suit another absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of targets then do you have any for this year a not really no not I haven't I've not entered any races this year and probably won't enter any races this year um so i've not got a specific target if park runs start up again i'll probably you know go along and start doing a couple of park runs um and then and then you know maybe towards the end of the year maybe if, if that's something that sort of I'm, I'm interested in doing then i'll um i'll sign up for that but at the moment it's really just for me it's just kind of commitment to training Tuesdays mm -hmm. and Thursdays you know going along and um trying to um push myself a little bit in that and not just kind of coast to take it easy so that's kind of the the targets that I've got at the moment but not, nothing nothing in the sort of horizon in terms of races or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Has Covid altered your thinking on races or anything at all? Um Possibly a bit. I mean, in, in 20, so 29, it's weird, eh? Because you have to kind of go back. Like, I know, I don't even know what year it is most of the time. I know, I know. So, so 2019, I had quite a few injuries. So I signed up to a few things in 2019, but I ended up pulling out of a few things. And that's the first time I'd ever kind of had to pull out of races. So 2019 was sort of a bit of a washout race-wise. And then... Because of that, I hadn't really committed to anything in 2020, so I hadn't signed up for too much. So when COVID hit, 
I know a lot of folk were like, oh, this was getting cancelled, that was getting cancelled. For me, it didn't really have any impact in terms of, of that. Um, so I'd already kind of prepared not really to do much mm. in 2020 in terms of races. So I'm not against them. I just, at the moment, I'm not desperate to get back into that sort of thing. And I, I would probably just kind of pick and choose um, ones that I enjoy maybe or ones that I've maybe not done before. Um, so I'll definitely get back to it at some point. But mm. at the moment it still doesn't feel like it's the right time to start signing up for things for me personally. Yeah. I think I need to wait a little bit longer to see how things sort of pan out over the summer. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I, I, I thought the same. Uh, <laughs> I thought the same. I thought I thought the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, a race. <laughs> Sign me up. But, oh, God. So, I mean, I've only signed up for two. Uh -huh. um, but... Um, it's two more than I planned to sign up for. I, mean, I was just planning to kind of take things easy and ease myself back into things. But uh, I think the mindset will change. Mm. I because like you see on even on like Facebook now, I'm sort of things from Entry Central pop up and there's loads. You know, there's quite a lot sort of all sort of starting to pop up and things mm. like that. And then you know, people have been putting uh, up on the the club Facebook page. People have been posting things up there like the Seven Hills and. So I think at some point I'll probably change my mind and say, you know what, let's get signed up because I'll just get a bit of probably race envy or, or things like that. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't write anything off for this year, but at the <laughs> moment, you know, I, I don't feel I need to enter races just now. Yeah. Um, how did you get into running then? Is this a, a more recent thing for you, like many of our other members? <laughs> yeah, so I, I only have one running memory as as a kind of young person child young person and that was i went to i went to bill baxter in cooper that was my high school and i think it was in a uh, fifth year um they took us out and we ran around wetlands which is where all the rugby and football and hockey pitches are so it's a big it's big sort of quite a big area i think we ran around it about twice and uh, I didn't really know why we were running around it, but we just I just did what I was told. So I went running around. And uh, I ended up coming something like fourth or something like that. But that hadn't even, it wasn't like I was trying. I just kind of, I was the fourth person in. But then I realised later that it was some sort of cross-country trial to represent the club. Oh, and right. because obviously in fifth year, you're kind of 16, 17, most of the folk, already knew that so they were they weren't trying so I found myself <laughs> by accident being selected by the school to take part in this cross-country thing I had no idea I'd never run cross-country before I ended up I got out of it because I worked in the uh, Prestos you remember Prestos yes, uh -huh. yeah 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 um, for some of the younger listeners Prestos was a, a, a small supermarket um, so I worked in Prestos and the night or the, the day that the, the cross country kind of event was on, I was working. So I got out of it. But that was it. That's the only kind of run in memory I have from kind of being younger. Played five asides um, kind of through uni and through my 30s, played a bit of football and then just were kind of changes in work and things like that. I stopped playing football in my 40s. And then nothing else really took its place. So I found myself kind of getting bigger and bigger. Um, <laughs> and uh, at some point I thought, I'll need to go and do something about this because it's, it's not going to reverse itself. So I joined the gym and um, just used the treadmill in the gym. Right. This, must have been, this must have been about 2015. So I would have been 45. Joined the gym. And then I don't, I don't even know how I heard about Parkrun, but something... Somehow I found out about this park run in, in Dunfermline. I thought, oh, that sounds quite good. And, and the 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 um, the thing that clinched it was it was free. So for mm -hmm. me, that's always a bonus. If yeah. something that's free or low cost, I'm usually in. Uh, so I came along to that. And, um, and that was it, really. I kind of enjoyed park run. Didn't think I'd ever be able to run three miles without stopping, but I did. And then that sort of piqued my interest a little bit. And then... I was looking at other things and there was these 10Ks. I thought, oh, I'll never do a 10K. But I signed up for Glenrothes 10K, so that would have been 2016. And I did that and I didn't I didn't stop. I managed to do the whole thing. So I did a few 10Ks that year. And then 
Um, what did you ask me? How, did, <laughs> what did you, ask how, how you got into running? I got in. So I, so park, I would say park run. So yeah. park run was was the route in. Yeah, I, mean, I hate. I, 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 as soon as I started running outside, I ditched all the treadmill stuff. I've never been on a treadmill since you know, 20, probably January 2016 is the last time I've been on a treadmill. Mm. So I've ditched that, um, liked running outside and, and parkour was the, the, the thing that got me into it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and where, where did that um, take you in terms of your ending up in Carnegie Harriers? Um, well, again, I suppose the first time I was aware of, you know, kind of club running, which sounds daft because, uh, you know, I, I can't believe I didn't realise this was a thing. But um <laughs> was probably some, going to some of these 10K, so uh, Glenrothes. So that year, 2016, I was at Glenrothes. Um, Creef 10K. Lochor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what's the one in the East Snook? The East oh, Nuke 10K. the East Nuke 10K. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriately named. So I did those four, and I think I can definitely remember at the East Nuke where I can definitely remember seeing the Harriers tops. And funnily enough, at Lochor, um, I was standing, and before the race started, they had a raffle, and it was to win a, a, a top from Active Route, which sort of do it's like a ginger oh, sort of yeah. drink. Um, and I can remember standing next to a group of folk, and they uh, Hopefully, hopefully this won't come across as like an insult or anything like that. But there was there was somebody there that was really, really quite sort of enthusiastic, shall we say? And it was uh, it was Carol, Carol Zaczek. So I was standing. Oh. You know, I was I wasn't in the club at the time, but I was standing near him. And I think that's probably when I started becoming aware of the the you know the Carnegie Harriers and and the top and and things like that. So um, yeah, so it was kind of that is when I got. You know, I was aware that there's there was clubs out there and um, running friends Scotland. You, you wrote, oh yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Um, just one. I was on that, and I just said, you know, what are the benefits of, of uh, joining a club? And folk were kind of saying, oh, you, you know, it's this, 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 this social side and stuff like that. And it was Willie Scott who kind of said, come along, you know, come along to the Harrier. So he's he was the one that sort of probably. You can blame him or thank him. Look at it. He was the one that sort of introduced me to the club. But I was aware of them. I was aware of them at other. At other yeah. Places. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so um, that was that back in the day when uh, when Willie was still uh, um, allowed to be a part of Running Friends Scotland before he fell out with them. <laughs> that, was, that was before he got booted out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all right. He's forgotten all about it. He doesn't bear a grudge. I'm sure um, he doesn't, not in the slightest. <laughs> so that would have been, so I, I, I would have joined the club. It would have been late on 2016. So I think about September, October 2016. So I'd been running for about eight months or something, mm-hmm. like eight, nine months by the time I joined the club. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, no, it's not that long then. So you've got, you must have lots of running ambitions then. Um, <laughs> in, in, your, in your short running career, there's, there's still so much to do. I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of break the years up because so 2017 was probably the best year in terms of times. 2018 was, I would say, that's the marathon year. So that's when I did my first marathon. And that that kind of took over the whole year, it seemed, because I had everything led up to it. And then after it, everyone was like trying to get over the, the experience <laughs> of it. 2019 was the current injury year. 2020 was lockdown year, so I don't know what 2021 is going to be. Um, yeah, but that's that's how I would kind of segment segment it out. Mm. Do you have a burning desire to do any race in particular, or any distance, uh, or anything like that? Not, not distance wise. The 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 one race that I, that I can remember pulling out of in 2019, which I was gutted about, uh, was the Tour of Fife. So. Oh, it seems like from when I joined the club, Michael Bissett's been banging on about the Tour of Fife. I think he must be paid by them as some sort of, he's on a retainer or something, but he, he talked about it. Um, and he's, he, you know, he's really enthusiastic about it and, and um, promotes it um, about how brilliant it is. So I, I signed up for that in 2019, had to pull out because I was injured. I got a deferral um, and then 2020 never happened. Mm-hmm. So I would like to do that. 
I, I, I don't think I'm ready for it at the moment to run five days consecutively, but I would like to do that. Definitely. That's, that's a race or a series of races mm -hmm. that um, I think I would, I would, I would like to sort of do it and, and, and put that one to bed. Yeah, yeah it's, a great, it's a great series. Um, yeah. I've done it a few times, and it really is. <clears throat> excuse me, it really is a great, uh, great week or a great five days. Um, I went along and sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, really um, you start, you start off thinking, I'm just going to take it easy for for the first one, or I'll I'll go hard on the first one and take it easy for the second one, but you don't. You get caught up in it all uh, and night after night you, you can see where your place is and you can see who your competitors are as well. So yeah. you're kind of invested in it by that point. So you just find something else every time. Um, yeah. and it's ah oh, it's great. I went I went along so that year that I pulled out, I went along on the the, so the one in St Andrews, I went along to watch that, and then I think the next night was up at uh, was the Lowman's, so I went along to watch that. I didn't go along on the Friday for I think that's the mile, and I didn't go along mm -hmm. on the Saturday, but I was I was there. No, in fact, I was there on the Saturday to watch the one that was in kind of Glenrothes. So, you know, it was great going and watching people and seeing the people in the club taking part and the different terrains and things like that and different distances. I find that quite interesting. So yeah, that's definitely one. If that one goes live, I'll be signing up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you must still have your deferral then if you'd signed up a couple of years ago. It's not been run since. So <laughs> I, I must know, still I stand, don't surely. get away with that. Like, <laughs> like, oh, I, think, I think, to be honest, I, I would just pay my entry in. I think, I think you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to try and sort of like play that card. I, think. I, would, I would definitely sign up for it. And if I have to pay for it, you know, I'll I'll take the so hit. So be it. <laughs> yeah, so be it. Okay. Uh, you were doing some uh, some coaching at uh, Dunfermline Track and Field because your youngest daughter was going there. Are you still involved in that at all? Or no, I did I did that for I don't know two or three years because Grace was um, so I was taking Grace down anyway. So I just started out sort of parent helping and then. Um, myself and uh, Steve, uh, a guy called Steve, we did the, the middle distance group, and I did it for a wee while after Grace, um, after Grace stopped going, I was still going down just because, I don't know, I suppose I felt a, a sense of kind of responsibility, I didn't want to leave Steve on his own to do it, but then again, lockdown just sort of, because you find yourself, you kind of have all these commitments, so so Monday night, I would be down doing the coaching for that. Then Tuesday night, I'd be training with the club. And then Wednesday, I'd be down again doing the coaching for... And then Thursday, I'd be, you know, and then Saturday morning, I'd be at part, you know, and then it's like, oh, my God, you're spending so much of your time. And then everything just stopped. And I think it made me think, you know what, I'm not going to go back to that because there's probably other things that need my time more, either mm. it's stuff for me or stuff for my family so I, I, I kind of canned it after that but with Grace not going that did feel a little bit odd kind of when everyone else is, is a parent has got yeah. kids there it did feel a little bit odd so which one's your kid <laughs> none of them none of them it's all above board so I've been PVG checked and everything it's fine um so I so I, I, I did that for a while and uh, but I uh, that's I think Covid sort of made me reevaluate quite a lot of what I spend my time on and and maybe reprioritizing things a little bit. Yeah, I think that's fairly typical of a lot of people just now. Mm -hmm. uh, rethinking um, how they spend their time and and where they put the hours in. Yeah, what's definitely. important and what's actually not really all that important at all. Uh, it has made everybody kind of reevaluate things a little bit, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think so. It was a bit. It was a bit of a brutal way to get people to re sort of evaluate and reflect on things. There might have been a better way of doing it, but you know, some positives, I guess, will come out of what's happened, you know, in terms of how people kind of run their lives and spend their time, so. Yeah, yeah, hi. Uh, I hope so. I, I really do hope so. <laughs> I, I'm in this um, really cynical place at the moment because I've been listening to, um, listening to this uh, podcast and it's on... Um, a guy called Daniel Morgan, who was a private investigator who was 
killed in the car park um, 30 odd years ago. Um, and oh, since, yeah. since um, it, it's become like a, a, a recent, it was recently it's in the news, news again. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I've, I've become not obsessed with it a wee bit maybe, um, <laughs> but I've become very cynical about so many things um, listening to that and just the way the world is just now and I feel like I'm turning into this really cynical um, person who doesn't believe anything anymore and I've never been a conspiracy theorist or anything mm-hmm. like that but I, I find myself believing nothing anymore I'm thinking you know everybody's just corrupt and everybody lies and we're fed so much misinformation and um, half truths and things and I'm just like I just need to just calm myself down a wee bit (laughs) this podcast taking a bit of a turn is it not oh my god they've all been really sort of positive and optimistic up until this one (laughs) it must be me Anyway, back to running. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're back to running. <laughs> um, so, yeah, about running. Um, if you were to describe your fantasy running route to me, what would it look like? All right, well, I know what would be at the end of it. <laughs> there'd, be a, there'd be a post-race buffet at the end of it. <laughs> And the post-race buffet would be certainly up the standard of the Graham Clark Memorial Buffet that the club do and the Fourth Bridge 10K, which, you know, I have to put aside club loyalties here and say the Fourth, <laughs> the fourth Road Bridge 10K buffet in 2018 is probably the singularly the best eating experience <laughs> I have ever had. Um, tempered only by the fact that I knew folk like Brian Miller and, and Barry Davey were hitting the buffet about three or four minutes before I was, so <laughs> that spurred me on in, the, in the, the, the tail end of the race. So I'd have a post-race, I'd, I'd have a massive post-race buffet at the end of it. And then, as, you mean sort of like terrain, things like that? Terrain, yeah, yeah, what it yeah. looks like in terms of, yeah, like what you're running on. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I like trail stuff, so things where you're kind of, you know, the scenery's sort of changing a bit, you're maybe going through woods, um, maybe there's a an idyllic stream that you're running past for us. For like, see the Creef 10K. The Creef 10K. The first three kilometres of it are hellish because it's uphill. Right. But then once you get to the top of hill, you're kind of running through the woods and then you're running by a river and that's quite that's quite nice. So definitely trail would would be my preferred terrain. And distance wise, somewhere around about 10K. You know, e- either eight to 12K somewhere mm-hmm. in that sort of region would be quite. Not, nice. not, not too short, but not marathon distance. <laughs> Aye. Well, I think I think if the race is too short, sometimes they won't put a buffet on. So oh, that's right. You've it, got to earn the right to have a buffet. It has to be long enough to justify a buffet. Yeah. I love yeah. a buffet at the end of a race. I oh. think give me a buffet over a t-shirt and a medal any day. I think so. Yeah. But Leslie, before before we had this chat, I was thinking about, I, I you, know, I think we could be seeing the end of the post-race buffet because if you think about kind of folk all inside and touching, touching food. Yeah. You know, and that I mean that's gonna be that's gonna seriously question whether or not I do go back to races. If there's not gonna be a buffet at the end of it, you know that's a good not point. A lot of incentive to sign up. I might have to rethink my um, my loyalties to these races that I've signed <laughs> up for. Because generally after both of them I've signed up for there's food and that's part of the appeal. Yeah. Mm. Something to think about. Yeah, but I'll need to check the small print. So we're talking about terrain there. So you're saying that you prefer trails. Would that be the preferred thing that you would like to run on in a race? Or just generally? I think so. Just, I mean, I've... So I've done, you know, I've done road races and I've, I've, uh, I've dabbled in hill races and I've done some cross country as well and I've done trail. And I think when I go, like if I was to go out running myself, I would probably tend to go somewhere that's kind of more trail rather than just like running around the pavements and Dunfermline. Mm. You know, I'd be more likely to go up to Blair Adam or you know maybe the villa or the coastal path i know the coastal paths maybe not really trail but some bits of it are so I'd be yeah, more, lots that's of bits are, yeah. yeah that's where i'd be more likely to go if i was just 
you know, going for a run. So mm-hmm. I think trail would be my, my favourite, um, but not too technical. Not too yeah. Technical. You, you've got some um, some great areas on your doorstep. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm quite often coming, you maybe see my car just hanging around it <laughs> near where you live, and it's not because I'm stalking you or anything, it's just because I really like running around there. Is this, uh, is this, is this the dogging part of the podcast? <laughs> well, that's the next podcast, remember. You're not to cross <laughs> so over, remember. So is, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Loch, Loch Fitty's just right on my doorstep, and then you've got St Ninian's, um, Blair Adams not that far away, Loch Oar's not that far away, um, Harren Hill, you know, around Loch Oar, places like that, it's not that far away. So, mm. I'm, yeah, I'm quite lucky that I can just basically run out of the house and, you know, within a few minutes I'm down at the side mm. of Loch, Loch Fitty and, you know, you can go into St Ninian's, you can go around the woods there and, you know, ah, it's good. Yeah, I like over the over the other side, kind of hill of Beath side. Um, so you've got the hill there, and you've got the yeah. trails um, around towards the Albiti, um Marsh, and uh, you know out towards Cowden Beath. And yeah. you knew that running around Cowden Beath was so much fun. <laughs> Yes, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Kevin Beath into Crossgates, and ah, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always but discovering wee bits I've not been in before. Aye, but you're good at that. You're good at sort of finding all these. I remember you took us on. Um, we, I, we we started off in Crossgates, and we ran. Um, it was it was a head torch one, and we're. Oh we're, yes, yeah. You remember it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I do. Out, came out at the sort of the far end of County Beath where there's sort of like wind turbines are yes. and things like that. Huh. And I still, I, I could go back, I couldn't, you know, if I went back, I wouldn't find that route. <laughs> I wouldn't find that route. I would get the start of it, but that middle bit, I wouldn't get. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And there's, uh, the, there's a whole section that I just recently discovered, and this is me um, kind of putting out there about places that I've recently found, and I don't like sharing all that much, but um, uh, between... Uh, Fordell and Crossgates, where they used to have the, the mine, um, they had all the open cast mine works uh-huh. there. Um, well, that's all been, all the works there are, are finished now, um, and you can run around there. I don't know if you meant to run around there, but I do. <laughs> and, uh, it's quite a nice wee bit to explore. There's like wee different kind of paths and takes uh-huh. you up towards um, uh, Crossgates. So, yeah. With, yeah. with a wee look, yeah, yeah. Okay. And when I say to people, like, we're going to meet in Crossgates for run, they go, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Crossgates? Ah, yeah, yeah, ah, it's great. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of lots of good options near here. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely, yeah. 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 Um, so, short or long? I'm, I'm guessing probably short or not too long. I think, like, if you'd asked me sort of like three or four years ago, my favourite distance was probably half marathons. So I did quite a few half marathons. Um, Alawa, Edinburgh. Um, what's the one up at Glen Eagles? Aber something. Can't remember the name of it. Um, so I've done a few half marathons. Oh, off the Off the Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've done a few of those and quite, quite enjoyed half marathons. So I would say... Somewhere around about 10Ks or half marathons would probably be my, my distance. I've done one marathon, and that was in 2018. And oh, I, I mean, I'm glad I did it, and I feel like I've achieved something, but it, it, there's not a lot of positive memories from it. So <laughs> the, the thought of... I, I kind of feel like I've got unfinished business there, and, I, you know, I could definitely go back and get a better time, but the thought of... That you know the commitment that you have to do to training, it's you know it's a step up. You know, mm-hmm. half marathon I did train for it, but you know you're not giving up a lot of time at weekends. Whereas training for the marathon, it was you know the lead up to it, it just seemed like it took over, and then on the day it didn't. You know the first eighteen miles were okay, but the last eight were just horrific, and uh, just after that as well, it just seemed to take forever for me to recover and feel like my body was kind of back to normal so yeah. I'm not saying I would never do a marathon again but I don't know it's <laughs> it, it's daunting the thought of it is just quite a daunting prospect mm-hmm. you're not rushing be, back <laughs> no and you look at what like Avril's doing and she's doing oh no it's like how I couldn't I, 
seriously, I could not do 10 marathons over 10 months, never mind in 10 consecutive days. <laughs> you know, it's just like incredible. It's a huge undertaking, isn't oh, it? It's, you know, just to really go out is. there again the next day and then again and again and again. And it's amazing, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would I would never rule out doing a marathon again, but I think it's going to be a couple of years away before I even think about contemplating that. Mm-hmm. Often think, um, Gordon, that you're you're a bit of a, a deep thinker. Um, you're a bit of an <laughs> enigma. Um, so, but when you're out running, is that an opportunity for you to kind of empty your your, your big brain um, a wee bit of all your deep thinking? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I, I suppose when I, when I started running, it was all about, it was kind of about weight loss and fitness. And then I found that it's quite a good way to sort of, um, I don't know, maybe kind of th- think through things. So the job that I do is, or certainly the job I did at that time was fairly stressful in terms of social work and things like that. So it's quite a nice way of going out and you could actually sort of, kind of put things into perspective a little bit, think things through or not think about it and just take your mind off it completely. So it was quite a good way, I think. I found out it was beneficial probably for sort of mental health, which was Mm. a benefit I wasn't really anticipating. And then I found myself probably putting, this this will sound ridiculous because it's not like I was like ever going to be at the Olympics or things, but I would put pressure on myself. So 2017, when I was, you know, my first year in the club and I was getting these PBs and things like that, I found myself, you know, was, there was targets and right, oh, I'm going to try and get this. I'm gonna, and then I think it was putting, it seemed like I was putting pressure on myself and the whole point for running was to take away the pressure. And so it's, uh, what was your, a deep thinking. So yeah, <laughs> so I, I think now it's just about, yeah, just getting out and just enjoying being out in the fresh air and, you said uh, uh, on Kerry's podcast about, you know, it's okay to walk, you know, mm-hmm. and absolutely, I that's something I very much kind of embrace now if I'm out is, you know, I'll run and then if there's a bit, I think actually I'll walk this little stretch here. I walk and I won't feel guilty about it yeah. and I won't beat myself up about it. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, I wouldn't say I'm a, I would say I'm a, I probably overanalyze things far too much. Um, and running, I suppose, just gets me to, just either not think about things or put things in perspective a little bit, yeah. Do you ever have um, like big ideas or grand schemes or anything when you're out for a run? Do you put the world to rights or anything? Oh my God. Um, (laughs) I'm being a bit profound today, don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) I've I've got a solution for the whole Israel-Gaza thing, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, if they just spoke to me, it would be fine. I wouldn't say, I, I don't think I, I suppose I just think about just like even just but little things like that I'm doing maybe in the garden or or if I've got a case at work I just kind of think about stuff to that so I'll, I'll certainly just allows me to um, maybe have, think with things with a clearer head and also just enjoy kind of the environment a little bit as well mm. and yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't have any break. Are you looking to poach some big ideas off me or something like that? No, no, I'm just, I'm just going to think it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many amazing ideas about things. I forget them all the second that I finish running. <laughs> but while I'm out running, um, I analyse the, the world and everything that goes on within it. And I have uh, all these ideas about things and, and things that I'm going to do and plans I'm going to make. And honestly, the, the second I take my trainers off, it's like the ideas have come off at the same time. <laughs> and I don't know where it all goes. I'm going um, to have to start thinking of big ideas now when I go out. <laughs> I, I, I must be really superficial. When I go out, it's probably just things like, oh, you know, wonder which pot noodle I'm going to have for my tea <laughs> or something like that. You know, that's... <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, see, I always think about food quite a lot when I'm running. That's probably that's probably. Ah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. What can I have when I get back? Ah, what do I deserve? I've just, I, I've just kind of always had this uh, fascination, I guess, on the kind of psychological effects of um, of running. I guess mm. uh, over sort of physiological effects. Yeah. Um, and. 
Um, <laughs> bear with me here, okay? I thought okay. it was getting deep before. Oh my um, God. You, you haven't even scratched the surface. I was listening to a podcast. This is how I start off every conversation these days. I was okay. listening to a podcast <laughs> um, by this chap who is a professor and he specialises in the sort of psychology of, of uh, exercise and the, the, the name of this, I've had to write this down because it's so deep. The name of his podcast was The Psychobiological Model of Endurance Performance. My God, that's catchy. It is. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Don't know why I had to write it down. Um, and in between all the kind of jargon and the bamboozling science and the fact that he was Spanish, and spoke kind of with broken English. It was quite mm -hmm. difficult to kind of pick up what he was saying. But one of the things he did say was, um, a, when, when, you, when, when you're doing a race, for example, um, and you uh, are finished, you, do, you, you finish and you, you put everything into your race and you get to the end and you're absolutely broken um, and you think physically you can't do anything at all. And if you look around at kind of various figures that are banded about, it says that um, there's a kind of 90% mental aspect um, to, uh, to uh, something like a marathon, for example, mm -hmm. and 10% um, physical. This guy reckons there's more of a 50-50 swing. So when you uh, finish uh, your marathon and you think physically you're burst um, you're not you've actually still got um, a lot of energy left and you've got a lot of brain capacity left um, so you're not actually as broken as you think you are um, <laughs> so with this in mind um, how does that correlate with how you felt when you finished the Edinburgh marathon <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I remember the physical pain the most. So I'd, I'd tra training, I'd, I'd been all right training. And then I stupidly did, I went along and they, they had these sort of beverage park series of, it was, again, it was, I guess it was two pounds. Like that's what attracted me to it. It was like it's only two pound center. So I went along and I did one of those and I didn't badly throw my hamstring, but I felt it kind of tweak. And that was about, that was probably maybe three, four weeks before the, the, the marathon so that kind of didn't help but it was actually but it's my right knee I'm touching my left knee when I'm speaking to you but, <laughs> but it's my right it's my right knee and um that went after about 18 miles so the last eight miles I was basically jogging for a bit and then walking and even the walking was painful so I just remember coming up the finish line my right knee was hurting my hamstring then went um and that I just remember the physical pain the most, and that was certainly that continued for for certainly it seemed like weeks or if not months. You know, I just felt like I had no energy that everything was hurting that you know parts of my body that I wasn't expecting to hurt were hurting. But I think the most you know the mental part of it is just the sort of I don't know. It just that's what I remember is the physical thing, and maybe that is mentally what's kind of coming back is that I know I'm going to have to go through that physical pain again. Mm. Um, yeah. What was your question? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really know if there really was a question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that you know the the, the psychological <laughs> sort of thing of running is fascinating. You know, you think of it as just a physical thing. It's not so much of it as think is emotional and mm. putting pressure on yourself or you know, setting yourself targets and then beating yourself up if there's people that are now quicker than you that you used to be quicker than them. And, you know, I, I, I'm bad at that. You know, I think about these things far too much. And yeah. I have to, you know, that's why I'm, I'm kind of at the moment is I don't really want to get into races because I'll get, I think I'll just get into all that again. And I've come off Strava. I just took myself off Strava um, just because I don't think... I don't need to know what everybody's doing. Yeah. You know what? Why should I be? You know why is it <laughs> me to know what everyone else is doing? You know, um, so I've, I've taken myself off Strava and just trying to, I suppose, just step back from that sort of pressure and the feeling the need to go be out and oh they're out running, I better go out running and oh they've mm. done that, they've done that distance. I've you know I, I get myself caught up in that. That's that's just me. It's it's in my head. You know other people will think that's ridiculous and why are you even bothering about it? But I can't help it. It's just the way yeah. my, my 
it's the way I am, I guess. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, we often compare ourselves to what other people are doing. Um, and like you say, you see people out and you go, oh, maybe I should go out. It's like, no, but I wasn't planning to go out because yeah. I don't need to go out because I'm not doing something else today, but maybe I should. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like you're kind of guilt tripping yourself yeah. into doing it. <laughs> this <laughs> is like a therapy session. <laughs> Should I be paying you some kind of like? Yeah, I'm sending your bill. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good at this. I'm opening up about stuff I wasn't. I was. Thought, this was. This was just meant to be a chat about kind of sandwiches and things like that. Now we're sort of into psychoanalyzing. We're going all over the place here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, I'm. I'm kind of going off script because. Um, that I don't want the podcast to just be exactly the same all the time um, and just just being like a list of questions and go well right. that's your answer that's your answer so I'm trying to be a wee bit more creative um, in my podcasting <laughs> ah right okay <laughs> it's going well I think <laughs> I think so you know you're still here so. you've not switched off or anything so uh, we seem to be okay um, okay so what's your worst running experience then well, the Edinburgh Marathon would be up there, and then um, there was a hill race that we did. I can't remember where it was, but you, you and Colin took me to it. You remember? <laughs> that sounds like an abduction or something. I remember you kidnapped me. Yeah, it was Calendar Crags. That was it. Yeah, Crags. yeah. So it was just Calendar after Crags. just after New Year, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, it was, it was just <laughs> after New Year, and it was was it on the? I think it was on the GP, wasn't it? Was, it was. Yeah, it was the first race of the Grand Prix. And I remember Colin saying, "Oh, it's all right. It's, it's quite a short one, and it was. <laughs> but oh my God, the first was it like the first two miles or something? Are constantly uphill. I walked. I literally walked the first two miles." And then I was I only sort of started running when I when I was like coming down the last bit. So that that's was what you do in hill races, though. That's why I like them. I you know, get to but, walk. But then you see all these. But there are folk that run. I know. Quite a bit. I remember we, we were we, we were only we were only about I don't know. It must have been about five ten minutes in for that race, and I was I was walking, and there was a young guy leaning on a tree being sick. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Oh no, this is going to be hellish. <laughs> so that, I mean, that, that was nice because we were with people and it was, uh, I, I suppose that, that must have been 2019. Was that 2019? Was that 2020? 2020, yeah. So that, must, that was probably the only race I ran that year then. So that must have been one of the last times I was kind of together in, in, a, in a sort of a race sort of thing. So mm. it was nice. There was quite a few folk from the club. There was, there. yeah, with a big gathering that day. Yeah, there was no buffet. There's no there wasn't. After it. No, no, no. Is that common with hill races? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, right. you rock up, you you get you know a, a number written on a piece of paper, um, and you go, <laughs> and nobody cares if you finished or not. <laughs> it was cheap though. I remember that. Right? That's why <laughs> yeah. the, the other the other one, and this is mixed. So so in some ways this was pretty bad, but it was um, the devil's burden. Um, so I did that. And I'd only been in the club for a few months and I only did it because somebody had dropped out. I thought, how, you know, I think I was wanting to help and, you know, <laughs> look like I was kind of interested. So I'll, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be part of it. Not, n- never had run a hill race before. And then um, Barry put me on leg two, which I think is one of the tougher ones. <laughs> and I, hadn't, I didn't have a proper pair of shoes. So I put something on the, on the Facebook page saying, Does anyone, could everyone lend me a pair of shoes? And um, the only person that replied was Paul Foster. And he's, <laughs> if, you, if you see Paul and me together, there's a bit of a height difference. <laughs> and, that, and that transcends into shoe size. So I was wearing these shoes that are two sizes too small for me. And it was okay until the end when I was running downhill. It was absolute agony running down this hill with Stevie Greer shouting, come on, this is downhill. You should be, just let yourself go. And my feet were agony. So that, you know, that, there was lots of good fun about that. That, that. that is a positive thing, but that last wee bit was was quite unpleasant. Yeah. That was all. <laughs> <laughs> on, on a more positive note then, what about a favourite uh, running memory? Um, so from a, from a personal performance, 
either Aloha half marathon in 2017, which was my first half marathon, is still my best one. Mm -hmm. That was good. And we got filled roles at Carol's mum's afterwards. That was pretty oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then the, the longest named race, I think, in history. So it's the Sri Chinomini Transcendental 5K Scottish Champion race. Oh, yeah, the one at Clamond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clamond, yeah. So that was, that was my fastest ever 5K. <laughs> but I think in terms of memory, so I did, I did the Edinburgh Half Marathon the same year. So this is 2017. I did that with my sister. She's not a runner, really. Well, she's she she runs, but um, she just kind of runs for herself. She does. She's not in a club. Mm -hmm. and she'd never done a half marathon before, and we'd booked in. We'd entered it like way, way, way in advance, as you do. And then our mum, um, our mum passed away at the beginning of the month, and this race is towards the end. And we were like, you know, should we do it? Should we not do it? And we ended up agreeing, you know, you know, let's do it. And uh, it was a bit of an emotional roller coaster, but at the end, when she crossed the finishing line with me, and you know, she burst into tears, and um, so that sticks with me. And then the yeah. same year, um, it was the East Nuke 10K, and I was still on running Friends Scotland at the time. And uh, Jax McDonald, who I think she runs for um, Instar Haddies, right. she posted, she'd asked for somebody to to pace her. To she'd never done a 10k in under 50 minutes before so I don't know why I said that I would do it I just if somebody asks for something my natural reaction I think quite often is just to say yes without thinking it through because I want to help so I said I would do it so we I paced around and she got in and I said it was something like 47 48 I think it's 48 mm -hmm. something minutes I just what it meant to her was just yeah. you know just great being part of that so I think that's you know that's a really nice memory and my sister and the uh, Edinburgh Half Marathon, and then just from a performance point of view, Aloha, and that Sri Chinomini Transcend Transcendental, it sounds like a KLF song. Yeah, <laughs> it does a bit, yeah. Doesn't it, yeah. For our, for our younger listeners, KLF were a, po a, a very popular dance act from the, the late 80s. <laughs> Several guises yeah. <laughs> popped up in different names of things. They did, yeah. <laughs> um, do you fancy racing abroad or anything, or or have you done already? No, I've never. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not much of a traveller. I'm, I'm somebody that sort of I like you know, um, seeing different parts of the UK rather than any need to to travel abroad. So there's probably there's probably things I would like. I'd prefer to do kind of around Scotland. Mm -hmm. So areas of mm -hmm. Scotland that I've never ran before. Yeah. Um, my cousin's got a chalet up in Abbey Moor that we can we can go and use and that's that's a beautiful part of Scotland and there's loads of places around there that you can you can run so probably other areas of Scotland or the UK mm -hmm. more than going abroad really. Mm -hmm. Yeah yeah I mean I don't think anybody's a, any of us are travellers anymore are we? No, no. <laughs> That ship has sailed. <laughs> Do you have any running peeves? Um, arrogance so like you know, if, if people think that because for me, running is an inclusive thing, and the club are very, very inclusive. Um, and certainly, arrogance is something that I've never ever seen any of that in, in Carnegie Harriers, and never will because I think that the people that you have in the club aren't like that. Mm -hmm. But I think there are some people out there that you know maybe look down on, you know, park runners or things like that. And I've, you know, I've, I've seen that on that web. Uh, Running Friends Scotland page I was talking about. I've seen a few comments like that, um, you know, being a bit dismissive of park runs or people that go to park runs. So I, I, I don't like that. But yeah. it's not something. It's not something you you kind of encounter on a daily basis. But it just it winds me up. Arrogance generally winds me up. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, for me, park runners and you know, there's a load loads of fans of park run in the club. Um, without park run, I wouldn't have taken up running really. So. Yeah, uh, park park runs amazing. I look forward to the day that we can get back to yeah, to yeah. park run. Um, like you're saying about that whole free thing, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's the biggest appeal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. If only they did boot phases as well. <laughs> I know. 
That's a great opportunity just to um, catch up with people, you yeah. know, at a parkrun, you've maybe not seen them for a while or go and do a wee bit of uh, parkrun tourism, go and venture off to a different yeah. one. And yeah, parkruns yeah. are awesome. I really miss them. Uh, I hope we get them back um, sooner rather I than hope later. So. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, I'm going to wind up then with some shorter questions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have a favourite type of shoe or a favourite brand of shoe? A uh, running shoes. Yeah, uh, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baffies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm wearing Brooks Ghosts at the moment, and the pair I had before that were Brooks, so I'd probably say Brooks, but I don't mm -hmm. really have a. I, the, the the pair that I where where all my PBs where I got all my PBs they were Sakonis, um, so I Sakonis and Brooks probably. Yeah, but I, would, yeah. I would try anything as long as they're comfortable. I would try. Well, exactly. Yeah, and they change so much all the time as well. That always annoys me about running shoes. Whatever's on <laughs> whatever's on special offer, whatever has a <laughs> discount. <laughs> and as long, yeah. as long as they're not Paul Foster size. <laughs> We dinky shoes. <laughs> Do you have a favourite piece of running kit? Uh, my foam roller. All oh, right. Uh huh. Yeah, best five pound ever spent. Yeah. <laughs> got, got it from Liddell's. Liddell. From Liddell. Oh, that's yeah, quite exclusive. Yeah. Um, so I think that. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it sounds bizarre to say that that's um, my favourite bit of running kit, but that's you know. For, for value for money, that definitely, <laughs> that definitely does it get a lot of use then? I, I mean, three, three, four years later, I've still got it, you know, it's, it's still in one piece. It's so. a good, uh, good vibe, yeah. well spent then, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, do you have a favourite place to run? Favourite place? Uh, just round, I think it's round Loch Fetty, St Ninian's is, is quite nice. Yeah, just on my doorstep, really. Mm -hmm. Other favourite bit of kit, actually, more mile socks. Ah, oh, right. Make, make a plug for more mile socks. The comfiest socks I've ever worn. Uh -huh. I've never had a blister where I've worn them. But a uh, favourite place to run, probably just kind of on my doorstep, really. Fife, the coastal path, I like the coastal path. Trying out different bits of that. Um, and, you know, places, of, this sounds bizarre, but your favourite place, but maybe places I've never ran before. I like that. I like going to places I've not tried before. Yeah. So see Balgowney, see Balgowney Woods. Yes. I've never been there before. Right. Um, so just discovering things like that is great. And it's just, you know, they're so close by as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we are like very that. fortunate with uh, oh, the, you know, the running opportunities that we have yeah. quite close by. Uh, mm -hmm. um, favourite race? <laughs> <laughs> Fourth Road Bridge 10K 2018 <laughs> post race buffet best ever. Least favourite race, the one without the buffet. Uh, the ones without. I don't think I've got. I mean, Glenn, I've done Glen Rothes 10K twice, and it's a good one, but it's it is a bit boring because you just right. run. Glen Rothes isn't the most sort of no disrespect to folk from Glen Rothes, but it's not the most sort of scenically mm. attractive place to run. <laughs> Because you're just running around, it just seems like you're running kind of around housing estates and things like that. So that's I wouldn't. I've, I've done it twice. I probably wouldn't go back. That's where I've got my my ten k pb. But I probably mm -hmm. wouldn't go back there. Right. Yeah. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm the sort of person that would do the same race every year. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would try and mix it up a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you do any cross training? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just. Exercise in addition to, to running, so like cycling or rowing or taekwondo or tennis or I don't know, anything. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, can do, I can do cycling. I know yeah, cycling. yeah, yeah. And I know how to swim, but I don't do any of it. No. <laughs> Should I be? Maybe that maybe that explains why I'm not very good. Maybe I should do more of that. It's, it's, it's pure. The the experts always say you should do some kind of form of cross training, not just run all the time. But I always think hey, if you like running, then why not run all the time? You know. Does gardening count? I've doing. I've been doing a lot of gardening. Oh well, I'm sure that counts as cross training. You know, you're expending energy and using different muscle groups. So yeah. of course, yeah, it, gardening. It's yeah. extreme gardening that I'm doing. It's not just kind of like casual gardening. Like like extreme. weeding or anything. Yeah, just high high sort of tempo gardening. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Only counts if you record it on your Garmin, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to music or anything when you're out running? Would you prefer no. the, the freeing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, when I did, when I was on the treadmill, I would listen to music because you have to do something to relieve the boredom. But. <laughs> Um, but no, but I think you know, if, if I was going back to doing training for something that was long distance, I think I probably would take music out for some of the sort of longer runs. But mm -hmm. no, gen generally speaking, I just, I like just hearing what's kind of going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I went out for my first run today um, without anything for ages. And I haven't listened to music for so long now that Spotify doesn't even ask me, you know, it doesn't even suggest music for me. All it does <laughs> is suggest podcasts. So I don't, even know, I don't even know what music I like anymore, apparently nothing. Um, so today I, uh, I didn't go out with any music because I was doing a recce of the Seven Hills of Edinburgh route um, oh. and I wanted to, to stay mentally sharp. Um, right. And uh, yeah, that worked, it didn't. Well, good luck with that race when it happens. There's a few folks doing that, so yeah, it's it a great race. Like I've done that a few times before, yeah. um, but it, it doesn't matter how many, it's one of those ones, it doesn't matter how many times uh, you, you've done it, you can still get lost. <laughs> well, I wish, you, I wish you all the best for it, thanks very and much. And everyone else that's doing it. <laughs> um, where am I now? Um, uh, what's your opinions on our, our club colours and our, our, our vest? Um, so the, the traditional one? The, 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 the traditional the, vest. The racing vest. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. stands out. Um, I have to pay a, men a mention to the Brannigans. Well, obviously. the shorts as well, yes. Yeah, the shorts are fantastic. And it's what, good to see more people, more people are kind of donning the Brannigans. Just be careful because you're... You're one cool down stretch away from an act of public indecency, <laughs> so just be very careful when you have them on. Um, but no, I love the colours. Yeah, I love the colours. I'm, I'm not a particularly bright colour person and just in what I normally wear, but it stands out and you can spot folk a mile off as well. So, yeah. Definitely good for that. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I always ask uh, what, what advice you would give to, uh, to someone who was new to running. Um, and I was going to ask you something different. Um, right. But I've forgotten what that was. Um, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what advice would you give to someone who's new to running? Someone who's like someone who was new to it, right? Or just thinking about taking up running. I would, yeah. I mean, I would say just don't go into it, but don't go into it with any particularly difficult targets or. Um, any sort of unrealistic expectations and just you know people people have I suppose people have different expect or people have different targets they have different things that they want to achieve and um, I've gone through lots of different journeys in terms of what running means to me I would just go in without any real expectations enjoy it park runs I think a brilliant thing to get you into it jog Scotland as well I, I, I missed the jog Scotland I went from park run to the club and I think some folk go Parkrun Jog Scotland Club. I missed the Jog Scotland bit out, but I think that's a great thing to to get into running as well. So, um, and joining a club certainly one of the best things that I've ever done in terms of running and socially as well. Made a lot mm. of good friends in the club. So, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Thank you thanks. very much. <laughs> thanks, Leslie. That was I thanks, really very, thanks that. very much for your time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was great. Thanks you feel mentally that. cleansed now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go out and have some big ideas. <laughs> Excellent. I think I'll go and have a lie down. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm boozling myself with my nonsense, honestly. <laughs> oh, it's interesting what you were saying there, actually, about, uh, you know, with somebody new to running and, and don't have two big ideas and, uh, you know, kind of keep it real. Um, mm -hmm. I, 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 oh, another podcast I was listening to uh, the other day and it was, um, it was a very high level performance um ultra runner who was speaking on this and um he has found now that because of the level that he's at um not only it, it's almost like winning something isn't enough anymore um you've got to break the course record so um. you know somebody will say to him um oh right i see you won that but did you break the course record? And he said, you know, he feels that 
one thing isn't enough. Yeah. People, people are always wanting to, expecting more from you. Yeah. Like, gee, what do people, you know, know. what do you want from me? I know. I mean, how much more do you have to give before somebody's going to be satisfied? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, well, did you win? No. Well, I won, so away. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, so um, on that note, I'll leave you to get on with the rest of your day. Um, Thanks thanks very much for doing that. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, Take care. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Thanks again to Gordon for um, for doing that. I, I really enjoyed chatting with Gordon and we had a few giggles along the way, which is always a good thing. A um, couple of final thoughts then, and in reference to something that Gordon mentioned there, and it's the whole seeking approval thing, um, guilt tripping ourselves into doing things, uh, competition through apps like Strava, for example, um, and just generally making everything running related to competition. I think it's a bit of a sad state of affairs where we're just continually looking for approval about the personal choices that we make as adults and I'm just not sure where I sit with that. Um, I guess that's part of the reason, as I've said before, that I tend not to share any information on um, Strava or any of my runs um, because I'm happy enough with what I've done that I don't need everybody else's approval either and I don't need everybody else's kind of kicking either if I've had a crappy run um clearly that's just my own thoughts as ever uh, take care of yourselves and look forward to the next one cheers guys